Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Marketing Insights, brought to you by Social Southern Creative, the one-stop shop for all of your real estate marketing needs. In today's fast-paced environment, standing out from the competition is more important than ever. As a leading marketing company specializing in the real estate industry, we understand the unique challenges that real estate professionals face in marketing their business and properties effectively. Join us as we explore the latest marketing trends, provide insights on effective strategies, and highlight success stories of our clients. So whether you're a real estate agent, broker, developer, or simply interested in the world of real estate marketing, we're excited for you to join us. Thank you for tuning in to Social Southern Creative. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? I'm good, Nina. How are you? I am great. I'm excited that we have another special hidden guest today joining us. Yes, if you see a little head pop up, that is Henry. He, you know, it's summertime and child care, you know, it's not always going to happen. So it was bring him back to work. He'll actually be in a probably a few episodes. So yeah, so we're excited to have him here. Yes, if you hear him, he's doing a math workbook and a reading workbook. So he may have some questions that he pops in in the middle of this. So you might get a little math lesson today too, a little, little extra. Yeah, we won't charge for that. Um, speaking of math, we have some stats for you. So we're talking about email, growing your email list today, not just email marketing, but growing that list of so that's super important to who you're sending those emails out to. So it's important to try and grow a big segmented list um, it, because email converts three times better than a social media post. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good conversion. Um, and it's also email is the most profitable marketing channel that you can use in your business. <clears throat> um, three to six percent of people will see your social media posts. But the average open rate for real estate emails, and this is just the average for everyone, is 17 percent. But if you can really segment and target your emails, or if you've listened to our other podcast on email marketing, you can get that number to be much higher. And with it having such a great conversion, did we see it has like a 4,000 conversion rate, I think? Yeah, depending on if it's on the penny or on the dollar, but the average um, conversion rate is 42% return on investment. So for every dollar, you typically make $42 when it comes to that. And like Nina was speaking into on having a higher open rate than 17%. Our average open rate for our emails is 60 to 70%, but we have gotten all those emails through very authentic channels, and they have came to us very organically, so they want to open our emails. Yeah, because typically an email is going to be more of a hot lead. Correct. Yes, absolutely. And so we were like, we should speak into what we've done today to get our email uh, lists grown because... While our email list is not the biggest one of any, you know, but it is so uh, well received by our audience. And that's just like looking at the numbers. We humbly say that like we do have a pretty successful email list that we work off of. So we're obviously doing something right with if you just look at our numbers. Correct. So, so let's dive right in on how to grow that email list. Um, the first thing I want people to think about, and they, we often associate getting email addresses with online or digital marketing. But truthfully, our biggest gain in emails comes from in-person classes or in-person networking events. Right. People don't recognize how important that is for their business. So I just mentioned that there's a 42% return on investment when it comes to email marketing. So let's say you have an opportunity to have a booth or a table or some type of setup at a local event, whether that be like a health fair or a work job fair kind of thing or Shoot, any type of event, really. The the 
possibilities are wide open. And that booth or table costs you $100 to $200. You're like, okay, that's an investment. I would pay that investment all day long if I thought that my ideal client might exist in that space, even just a little bit. Because, so you go there, you have this table or this setup at an event. Not only are you going to be able to in-person network, which is by far one of the most important things you can do for your business, you're going to be able to capture emails if you offer something there. So like us, we would might would say, hey, sign up for our email list and we'll send you a weekly content calendar for the next four weeks. We already create content calendars very regularly. It's already a part of our business plan. So why not utilize it to capture that email address? Then it gives us a chance to speak to that person and be like, this is what you would get in that content calendar. Right. So like if you're already creating market analysis, you could send those out. That could be your freebie, you know, something that you're already doing or something that wouldn't take that much effort. You could be sending those out and that is what you could offer. Yeah. So I think the thing to take away from this step is to get out of your mind that emails can only be captured in digital spaces. I think your top email gurus or people who teach email marketing have just put so much emphasis on that digital freebie, which is amazing. But right, there are those work, too. They do. And we're going to touch on them. forget about like, I feel like this is just an untapped resource exactly. of email addresses. Yeah. That is why our open rate is so great. So we go into these businesses or we go to these events and that is we pick things that are warm leads or warm audience to us. And then we capture their email address and then they're very excited to hear from us. Right. Absolutely. Because also, too, when if you think about receiving an email, it's kind of like a no pressure like a text message or a call like they have to be willing to like there's that pressure to respond quickly but an email is expected to end up in your inbox and until you're ready to receive it so it's kind of a asking for an email address really is kind of a low pressure ask so just ask for it just ask Correct. Well, that kind of moves right into the next one so number the number two way we would suggest that you get email addresses is like Nina said just ask for it but it needs to become a part of your identity especially on the social media side of things So if you have followed us for a year, you have probably heard me say no short of 15 times, whether it be through the podcast or Instagram stories or reels or whatever, that video is king. So that's part of our identity as a marketing agency. We obviously believe in the power of video. We're going to push all our clients towards video. The same thing can be done with an email list. If you make that consistent and constant ask for emails, people will start to see that you value that. Right. And they will start to believe in it because they believe in you. Um, So Facebook is probably the number one platform to ask for email addresses. It could be as simple as saying, hey, guys, I love sending out a weekly email with the latest marking conditions. And I also always throw in one of my grandma's favorite recipes she makes. It's definitely worth signing up for. Right. Because I feel like, too, what you should communicate with the email list or what you're to try and get the email list when you're doing it on social media is that you have to communicate that what they're getting in the email is going to be more than what they're getting on Facebook. And it has to be, you have to communicate that it's going to be more than what you could find in a, in a Facebook post because a Facebook post is typically going to be relatively brief. So make sure that you know that they're going to be getting a lot of value from the email. So it's worth giving it to you. You know, otherwise they're just going to sign up for the Facebook group and stay in the Facebook group motivate them to take that extra step correct so make the ask and then talk about it two weeks later and then three weeks later and then go back to two weeks later could you imagine if you were following someone on facebook they're like hey guys loving my email community that is where we are having some fun with a lot of extras sign up you can receive it two weeks goes by they're like 
hey guys, just sent out this awesome email. You start to identify as being someone who sends out great emails and people are more likely to give you that email address. Maybe it's just because they have FOMO because there's a community that they're not a part of. Correct. And like that would be one thing I would say is create a community around your email community. Speak to them like we speak about, oh, our social media following. We feel like it's got all this clout and sexiness to it, as I always say. But truly, you can do that with an email list. And those people are far more dedicated. Like Nina said, 17% open rate versus 3 to 6% who see your social media posts. Right. Okay, the third one is the most common way. So we're going to break this down for you. The most common way to get email addresses is to create a freebie and then offer it out into the world. Some people call this a lead magnet. This has been around for years, and um, if you've ever talked to anyone who has experience with marketing, that's the first thing they're going to tell you to do. Right, and if other real estate agents, you've probably seen that'll email out a buyer, they'll say, hey, I made a buyer's guide, sign up for my buyer's guide, give me your email, I'll email it to you. But Yes, and Nina and I have some really strong feelings about this. So as you guys know, we're in the finishing stages of finishing up our dashboard. I know we've been saying that for a minute, but anything this big and technical is just taking longer. It's almost like building a house, like you thought you were going to be done two months ago and still you're here waiting on, you know, light switch covers. But um, so when you go to create that freebie to give out, it's got to be granular. It's got to be deeper. Mm-hmm. And Nina and I were going over some examples that we thought would work nicely for this. So you're going to do, let's say you're doing a seller's guide and you put on Instagram or Facebook, hey guys, give me your email address. I'll send you my new seller's guide. You might get two email addresses on a good day if you have other good social media content. But imagine if your seller's guide was how to capture, or I'm sorry, uh, selling a home for your elderly parents. A lot of times we are tasked with the uh, helping our parents sell their home. And so imagine if your message got that granular or uh, buying a home in the top three school districts or the top three high schools in Jacksonville. That is so much bigger and more powerful. People love their children and they really care about that school system. Does it take an extra few hours to create something that granular? Absolutely. Not that much longer. You're just going to add it on to the end of the buyer's or seller's guide you've already created. Mm -hmm. You're going to add that extra two pages about the schools, like if you're in Jacksonville. Yeah. And so I challenge you as you create home guides or buyer's guides or seller's guides or whatever your freebie is, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a one page thing. It needs to be ultra granular. Right. You know, we talk about all the time if you try to speak to everyone, you speak to no one. So how does that actually look if you're like brand new? You're like, okay, where do I even create this thing? My personally, I would go to Canva. I would create in Canva. I would make it at least eight to 10 pages long if it was a buyer's or seller's guide. They have some great formats you can follow. Then you're going to, if you go up to Canva and you hit the word share, it'll give you the option to have a link. And then you're going to go over to Insta Stories, get on Insta Stories, talk about it. And then at the top of Insta Stories, there's a little Thing that looks like a post-it note you're going to click on that and a bunch of options are going to drop down and one will say link click on there paste the link in there it's going to ask you for a custom name you're going to put buyer's guide or seller's guide and then you're going to get on insta story talk about it. they can click to the link and it'll take them straight to that document that's the easiest way to get it into the hands of the consumer and get that email address um you will need to put up something. I'm, I'm skipping a few steps to ask for the email up front to create the automation, but that is the gist of how it would work. And if you DM us, we will give you an actual detailed step-by-step process. Right, absolutely. <laughs> if you give us your email, we'll email it to you. 
<laughs> that was very sly, Nina. Um, so yes, we've cre- you know I skipped a few steps in there on your email automation part. I was just trying to teach you exactly how to just do the freebie, but and not the slide in there again. But we also have a video on how to set up email automation, so we can email that to you too. I know, <laughs> Nina, you're really you're really cutting them hard today. Um, okay, so let's keep moving forward. We know we're crunched on time today. The next one is ask for emails in normal conversation, right? Like, yeah, just in everyday talk, like. When you come across someone and they even remotely are interested in the thing that you do, and most of you are real estate agents, say, hey, I'd love to add you to my weekly email or my bi-weekly email. Don't worry, I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to overdo it. Ask for it. Yeah, you- absolutely. Especially if you're starting to prioritize it and, and you're going to be promoting it weekly and you're going to be having that co- or bi-weekly or whatever you choose to do, and you're going to be creating that content, you might as well share it because if anything, people, they might just give it to you just to avoid the awkward no. Yeah. <laughs> And so just ask for a normal conversations. The fifth way is going to be partner with other businesses to offer a discount. So if you've spent time growing your email list, mm-hmm. you can approach that business. Maybe like uh, with real estate, you might want to do like carpet cleaning or a moving company or. Correct. You can approach them and say, yeah, oh, I love landscaping one and say, hey, such and such landscaping company. I have an email list over 2000 people. Would you like to partner up and maybe give me some landscaping tips for June and July weather in my local area for Florida, mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Florida? And then in return, I can give them $25 off of a service. That's a great way because as a real estate agent, you don't typically have a lot of things you can give away for free more than a market analysis. And every agent offers that. So the best way would be to collaborate with a business that does have services where they can offer the discount. They're going to piggyback off of your work on creating the list the other business will and you're going to benefit by getting to offer something it's different. It's beneficial. So it works out well for all parties. For sure. The next one is to make it a call in your action in your social media post and have a link in bio at all times. We fail at this. As someone that believes in email a lot, mm-hmm. I never say at the bottom of our, I, I say I never, I do say it, but not enough. At the bottom of a post on Instagram, it's never sign up to be a part of our email list. But it needs to be because we believe in it so much and we market it so many other places. But that is one place we fail. So I made that one to call myself out. Yeah, that's something that we need to be more cognizant of. But yeah, for sure. We're working on it. The final one is Facebook ads. These work flawlessly for capturing emails. You can take some of your best performing posts in the past that asked for emails. It could be the freebie, the buyer's guide, seller's guide, whatever. Or maybe a post that did really well when you asked about emails and turn that into an ad. Um, yet again, on Facebook ads, hire a professional. Do not waste your money and go at it alone. And so those were kind of our seven ways to capture email addresses. And we're going to leave you with just uh, a few uh, a few other tips, just some general. Cur- yeah. So one tip that I would have is don't only email when you want something. You should be the one that's giving them value. Don't be sending out an email when you're trying to get something out of them. Correct. And... In another podcast that you will hear shortly, it takes at least five follow-ups with the person before they really want to do business with you or remember you or want to connect back with you. So definitely create a series through your email automation, whether that be MailChimp, Constant Contact, MailerLite, that sets up this flow for you. So you enter an email address into your database. They should get an email instantly, especially if you're offering them a freebie. They need to get that immediately. That's all set out on the back of automations. Like Nina said, DM us. We will teach you how to do this. And then they need to at minimum have three more emails, one a week for the next three weeks at minimum. 
and that's how you can nurture them. And then the final tip, Nina. Yeah, and we say this all the time, but segment your emails to the best of your ability. If, you know, create like the tags and like having different categories for each of the emails that you get will help you send out more targeted emails and you'll get a more, you'll get a better uh, open rate and re- return on your uh, email list. Absolutely. So great podcast, Nina. We want it, we're doing a few short ones for you guys for the summer so you can binge. We know with kids, it's a little bit harder sometimes during the summer. So you will find our next few podcasts are pretty short. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Nina, any big plans the rest of the week or this weekend? Um, yes. My good friend Gretchen and I, we have birthdays a week apart in May. And back in March, we tried to book um, like a spa day at the Ponte Vedra Inn Spa. And um they didn't have any availability until this weekend. So we have been waiting to celebrate our birthdays until now. So I'm very excited. It's been a long time coming. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. Happy belated birthday again and enjoy your massage. Yeah. What are you going to be getting into? We leave for Africa on Sunday. So yes, Nina will be responding to DMs or anything you guys need while we're in Africa. And, you know, we're just getting excited about that. So All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. And if you have any questions or need help with those automations, slide into our DMs.